Well, hello, and welcome to Further Viewing, where if you're digging the movie we discussed in our main episode, we can give you some more great ideas on films that you could watch, and they feel really good paired up with that very choice. Who knows? Maybe you'll even find your next favorite film. I'm one of your hosts, Gary Horde. I'm co-host Justin Bishop. So if you've listened to our most recent episode, you know that we discussed Possession, uh, Andre Zawoski's uh, 1981 uh, horror relationship drama action movie sci-fi epic. I don't know. It's if you listen to that episode, you know we had a really hard time defining exactly what possession was. But it is a singular film, uh, one that's unlike any other film, which is, should make today's uh, further viewing pretty interesting. Because, like I said, there's there's nothing else out there that remotely resembles possession. I mean, obviously, you could go the easy route and go with another Zawowski movie. Uh, like on the Silver Globe or the Devil or one of the other ones that we mentioned in that episode, but um, I haven't seen any of those, so I, I'm not. So those aren't going to be my choices. But there are some other directions well, you can definitely go with this for sure. Yeah, let me just name one here because maybe you've seen this. I know I haven't seen this one. Um, I many critics when you look, and I guess this would go into you know reviewing the reviews or something a lot of people compare this to roman polanski's repulsion and i have not seen that movie so i, I don't have any basis for that yeah I, I i saw repulsion like 20 years ago probably i think criterion released it on dvd uh but i don't remember much about it so i i'm not gonna uh, speak to that but i i've seen that comparison a couple of times as well um but i'm not sure exactly what the connection is because i don't remember the plot of it i don't remember much about it uh, so I'm not, uh, they're both Polish though, right? Is, uh, Polanski's Polish. That, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's one connection. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't, I, I don't remember enough about that movie to make that comparison, but obviously there's something there because other, others have, several people have made that comparison. So I guess if you've seen Repulsion, um, recently and can speak to it, let us know, you know, hit us up on threads or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and let us know if you think that's a good choice uh, because it is one that I, I kept seeing over and over as well. Uh, so what other, are there any other movies that kind of stand out that you think would make a good, a good double feature or a good companion piece? I guess it's maybe a better, better turn of phrase to possession. Well, I mean, I, I think we're going to line up on one for sure that I know that you're going to mention uh, that I had, so I could either start there or the weird one you might not agree with. I Let's start, start with the weird one, and we'll go from there because I know which one we have in common, <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that. Uh, so the one I was thinking of that just like hit me way later, and it happened because I stumbled upon uh, a random article as I was looking up stuff for Zlovsky, but a guy stood out that had written uh, their five favorite horror movies, and that guy was director Ari Aster. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he had listed Possession I mean, as one shit. of his favorite films. Midsummer would make a good companion piece of that. Is that where you're going well, with this? Well, then we agree because that was the one I was going to name. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're talk- Summer, yeah. Actually- <laughs> That's actually a really good choice because, I mean, they're, they're both breakup movies, essentially, right? Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> and they both dive and are led by the emotions of the characters involved. And uh, uh, just for anybody who cares Ari Aster uh, on, on that five favorite movies. Um, he, he writes a little blurb about each one for possession. He wrote one of the great movies about divorce and the agony of romantic dis- disentanglement. 
a thrilling rebuke to restraint, subtle subtlety and logic as the squares know it. Here is storytelling that is radically emotional and stubbornly intuitive at the expense of almost all else. That's great. That's what a great blurb. That's good. Uh, um, uh, that's, uh, that's one that I had not thought of, but as soon as you said his name, like I was like, you know what? That's perfect. That's a great choice. That's what like, happened to me. I saw that article. I was like, Oh, he loves this guy. What? Oh, wait, he's got a movie that would line right up with this. Well, and also when I, in fact, when I was watching possession this time, you know, in our, episode i talked about how the performances from sam neil and isabel ajani are kind of heightened uh kind of almost over the top you know but but not in a way where they go all the way in not they don't quite go into camp they don't quite go into you could say they're overacting but not to the point of them being bad performances if that makes sense And, and as i was watching possession this time thinking about their performances I actually thought about Tony Collette's performance from Hereditary because I feel like she's doing the same thing. Where and, and I know you don't like Hereditary as much as I do, but I think that Tony Collette is purposely playing to the rafters the same way that Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny are doing uh, in, in, the, in Possession. So it's it's funny that I didn't even think of Midsummer because I did actually think of hereditary not necessarily as a companion piece but i it did come to mind while i was watching this because i think tony collette's performance is in a way similar to the performances in this movie where they're just not they're they're a little heightened a little above reality you know no it makes perfect sense everything you're saying and uh so i could totally see that and i was trying to picture uh hereditary compared next to this and i didn't uh nail that down it it definitely worked because of uh uh midsummer because i was just like oh this is essentially the same thing like two people tearing apart and just the the drama that they're feeling inside you know like kind of i don't know i was like hey right when i saw him and i thought of midsummer i was like wow that's almost too perfect that's yeah that feels just right the only difference, I th- the main difference, I think, in, in the relationship dynamics in those two movies, I think, is that in in Midsummer, Florence Pugh's character is at least sympathetic. I don't know that you could call her say, a, a good person because she does like murder her boyfriend. I said, or or allow him to be murdered uh, at the end of the right. movie. Uh, but she is a sympathetic character. Like you understand where she's coming from. Whereas in Possession. They both kind of suck. Like they both are kind of horrible people in different ways. You know, like you do, you're not pulling for either of them. You're not you're not rooting for either of them to to quote unquote win at the end of the movie. Like they both kind of are are awful. And she at least like you understand even if you don't agree with what she does at the end of the movie, you understand where where she's coming from, you know? No, I'm with you. Yeah, I think most of these there's probably going to be like little details because possession we've said is unlike anything else there's probably like little details here there you can pick apart and yeah yeah, for sure Florence Pugh is like the protagonist I guess of that movie if anything the other the other guy doesn't have as nearly as much depth either uh and well and also possession it sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but possession is also kind of it's Sam Neill's story like it's it's it, 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 we see it more from his point of view than than from hers as opposed whereas uh, Midsummer is obviously from from her perspective. 
No, you're right. But he does, for some reason, Zalovsky manages to, uh, even if he's writing it about his old uh, emotions during a divorce or using that, somehow he, he seems to try to remain pretty neutral in how he feels about each person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so let me before. Do you have any others uh, other than the one that we have in common? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I, so when I was thinking through this, I mean, there are a couple that come to mind that were a little more, I guess, on the nose a little bit. Um, so one that I I've seen mentioned several times in in regards to this, like compared to this, is uh, Kramer versus Kramer, released in 1979. It stars you know Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman, but it's it's a movie about divorce basically uh so you can understand how that is obviously comparable to possession it's, it's another movie about divorce i mean uh the first half of this movie is just two people fighting the whole time uh which made me think of another one that came out just like a year or so ago which was a marriage story you know with adam driver and scarlett johansson which i think was informed by um, Noah Bombosh's actual divorce or or breakup from Jennifer is it Jennifer Jason Lee that he was married to or in a relationship with, but um, just like the, just like possession is you know inspired by Zawowski's own painful divorce. A, a marriage story was kind of also influenced by real life events. Uh, so that's another one that kind of came to mind. Uh, Igmar Bergman scenes from a marriage is another one that you see cited a lot. But the 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 one there, you know, those are all they're all about divorce and they're all about relationships breaking up. So that you know, but there aren't any like fantastic elements to them. They're straight up dramas, all of those. Uh, so if you wanted to get something that's a little more in the realm of fantasy, like this movie is, uh, one that I thought of that's not about a divorce. Or a breakup necessarily, but it is about a strained relationship between a husband and wife, and it's Lars von Trier's Antichrist. That's one that, uh, similarly to this, uh, gives you some some weird vibes and some weird feelings for sure when you, especially the first time you watch it. But it's a movie that I've grown over the years to absolutely love, even though the first time I saw it, I hated it. I uh, am only disappointed with myself that I didn't think of that um, <laughs> because I, I, I agree. I think that that's, that's perfect. And, and especially just like, God, I think we both felt the same way about Lars von Trier at first. And yeah. uh, maybe, maybe I still do. I don't know, but I've, I feel like I've come to learn to accept him <laughs> as a yeah. filmmaker. And it's uh, when and are we doing a Lars von Trier series? Lord, yeah, I'd be depressing. It would be depressing, <laughs> and but I almost want to do it to Todd. So the <laughs> oh man, I just uh, that movie, yeah, that movie deals with with loss and and emotion and and separate and and just wow, even brutalizing yourself and others. Or I don't know yeah. that that movie is. Is what I, w I was exactly the same way. At first, I hated it and only wanted to show it to other people so that they could see a guy at his bloody dick. Yeah. But uh, that uh, <laughs> I've come around on. It's a it's a movie that if you sit down and you really try to invest yourself into understanding and watching it, that uh, it's it's a really well shot, beautiful movie. And it's, it is. It's, it's exactly a difficult like movie. This. 
You know, it's a it's not an easy movie. It's not a movie that you can throw on as like background noise and, and you know have playing while you're you know dicking around on your phone or whatever. You're not going to get the same experience from it. It's not it's a, it's a movie that like Possession requires the viewer to really engage with it. Uh, but it's a fantastic film, and also like Possession has two lead performances that are just unreal. Like Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg in that movie are are on another level. Like Possession also seems like a movie that you can recommend to a horror fan that they're going to be like, yeah, cool new horror movie. I'm going to watch this and then be like, what the fuck afterwards? <laughs> Why did you do that? All right, dude, let's get to our main one then, I guess, since we have the same one, it seems like. I mean, this one's pretty obvious. I'll let you, uh, I, I say it's pretty obvious. It, it's obvious to us because it's a movie that we've covered on the podcast, and we also know kind of the background, the, the story from it and everything. So it might not be obvious to everyone else, though, but I'll, I'll let you uh, announce it. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, obvious to us, too, because I mean... I, like you said, we've talked about the person. One weird thing, uh, well, one, let me start here. Uh, you mentioned Kramer versus Kramer, which I thought was funny. I didn't, uh, I don't know if you meant to or not, but I remember when we talked about this movie, uh, we called, or no, the director said, this is my Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, I so, didn't remember like, that, but you're right. I do remember it now that you mention it. Yeah, so he even says this, and uh, and it's uh, it's from a it's one of those that's from a master of body horror, so it gets lumped into that kind of thing, which I don't know that I would necessarily say I would call it a body horror movie, I guess, but uh, but it fits way more than Possession does, and I I saw plenty of places where people wanted to for some reason say like Possession's body horror, and I don't even understand how that is close. Anyway, we're talking about 1979, The Brood. Yeah, The Brood from 1979. David Cronenberg. Oh, uh, I meant to uh, say David Cronenberg. Yeah, David Cronenberg uh, starring Samantha Eggers and and Oliver Reed. And it's a fantastic movie that we have covered on the podcast when we did our our David uh, Cronenberg series. Uh, what was that last year? I guess that was. Or maybe earlier this year. Oh, I think it was last year. But uh, so, yeah, if you want all the backstory on The Brood, go listen to that. But it was also... Uh, it was inspired by David Cronenberg's own divorce. So like he is very much doing kind of a similar thing. Uh, he's getting all of those feelings uh, out on uh, through his art, just the same way that Andre Zawowski is doing here. So uh, it makes it a great companion piece. And neither one of them really, like you said, neither one neatly really fit into the cat, the genre of horror. So, they both have horror elements. Uh, Brood probably fits a little bit more into it than than this does. But both of them are using horror elements without being a straight-up horror movie. Neither one of them are trying to be scary, I, I, is the thing. That's why I don't think they, they quite qualify as yeah. a horror movie. Uh, wh one thing that's interesting, though, you know, in Possession, I, I just thought of this uh, while we are talking about it, but in Possession, you know, Anna Isabella Johnny's character, she from the, the these emotions that, that that she's going through with this breakup from her husband and everything else, she from her own body creates this this creature, this monster. You know, 
uh, that because that eventually becomes a doppelganger of her husband. But she she creates this creature that seems to be born of pure emotion. Right. That's the exact same thing that happens in the brood, though. The, those little brood babies uh, are the are the uh, physical manifestation of Samantha Eggers rage and her anger. Like, that's what they say in the movie. You know, she gives birth to them through this. They, they come out through this big, weird sack thing on her belly. But they're and they come out as like fully formed children, not babies. But they are the the brood children are uh, her inner t- turmoil made physical, which is the, exactly yeah. the same thing that's happening here. Both movies definitely have uh, some some shit visually that you will never be able to forget once you see it. But uh, uh, aside from that, I will say, I guess the biggest difference, you know, we were talking about minor differences between them is that probably just the way that you were able to lay that out. And you said they said that that is probably the biggest difference between the the brood and the possession is that I feel like uh, in that movie, you've got a guy like, uh, Oliver Reed, he kind of lays everything out. In yeah. The brood. Possession doesn't give you that. They just they expect you to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is that difference, but the, the feeling is, is generally the same. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, that's it then. I guess that, I guess both of our official picks for this would be the brood. Uh, although Antichrist, I think, is a close runner-up. I think Midsummer is a close runner-up, too. So uh, I think maybe we'll start doing some, like, online polls and see what our what our listeners think. We'll throw this up on, like, threads and Twitter and that's Instagram not, and stuff. And see which one... Idea. Vote for the best yeah, which one's feature. Yeah, which one's your official pick? Yeah, so let us know. Or if you have other ones that you think would make a better double feature or a better companion piece to Possession... Uh, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter and, and threads and let us know what you think and let let us know what you would pair with Possession for, for your own further viewing. Uh, you can find us, of course, at cinema underscore shock on all those places. Send us a message, tweet at us, thread at us. Once again, the show is at cinema underscore shock or at cinemashock.net. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.